Hi everybody, uh, as you can all see it's not a live recording because there's a moonrise behind me but anyway this is the offering message uh, for the Sunday morning service and I just really want to encourage you all, uh, remind us all this morning that our tithes and our offerings are a worship to God. Um, this week I actually read an article from one of my colleagues at Stewardship that, read, uh, that wrote a blog post on what tithing is not and I was just so reminded that you know, we often speak about what tithing is, but she mentioned a few things and she said tithing is not an insurance premium. It doesn't earn our salvation. It's not a tax that we have to pay to, to um, you know, um, pay our debt, uh, a requirement to be part of a club even. And uh, yeah, and then it's also not something to win favor by. It's not going to give us more favor with God if we tithe. But it's really, what it really is, is our offering to Him from a place of thanksgiving for what He has done on the cross for us. And that's what I want to leave with you this morning and for the week to come. Really ponder on God's goodness for what He has done for us. Amen. Blessings. Hi, church family. Um, I am coming to you from my lounge just to share a testimony of God's faithfulness. Um, <clears throat> Malcolm isn't joining me because he is the cameraman. <laughs> um, but this has been pre-approved by him. Um, I just wanted to share, sure, when I, before we went to the Lake District this year, um, I had finished my diary and I started reading, reading through it again. Um, from the beginning and it started literally when I was praying and fasting for my husband um, and the scripture that God gave me was this Isaiah 43 verse 19 for I am about to do something new see I have already begun do, do you not see it I will make a pathway through the wilderness I will create rivers in the dry wasteland and um, yes I will make rivers in the dry wasteland so my chosen people can be refreshed uh, I have made Israel for myself, and they will someday honor me before the whole world. And that was just such a um, encouragement to me because I had felt like, um, yeah, that was just a scripture that I was standing on for us to fall pregnant as well. Because um, I don't know, most of you know, we've um, been trying for a baby for sure about. Um, 14 months at that stage sorry and then um, we went to the Lake District and unbeknownst to me the hotel that we were staying at was literally it was on a lake a beautiful lake and when I read up on the history and the story is that um, so the hotel was very remote and we were like why is it in the middle of nowhere but there had actually been a town where the lake was um, but they built a dam and then flooded the town um, strategically, obviously. Um, so they literally made like streams and rivers in out of dry land. And it was just such a confirmation for me of like God's promises and his faithfulness to bring life and newness and refreshment and breakthrough basically in, you know, the desert and the dryness and the, the, the hardship basically of waiting I, I I'm not great at waiting um, I I really struggle with that because I'm 
quite a dynamic person and I like, you know, getting things done and going on to the new season. Um, that's my personality. So waiting is probably the hardest thing in the Christian walk for me. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think I, I, I waited fairly well, but, um, yeah, just waiting for, to get pregnant has been an incredibly hard journey. Um, especially with a lot of other people falling pregnant and you are happy for them but it's like always that sort of rejection of why not me um what's wrong with me why you know why god do you not love me that kind of questions and um yeah god just kept reassuring and reaffirming me um and us and like i had an amazing friend that had a dream of me being pregnant and then I had another friend that I hadn't spoken to for years just sending me like a message on Facebook saying hey I dreamt that you know I was anointing you to fall pregnant and like random like I didn't even share with these people you know and God was just so faithful to come and like confirm and that's why I, I mean I love the prophetic I love that you know we can hear God's voice and he can encourage us in those times that's yeah just such a valuable gift anyway so we um we're driving back from the lake district and strangely enough when we're driving or in a car like this is often when god speaks to me like that's when he gave me my confirmation about that malcolm's my husband as well when i was driving to work i remember specifically um and he gave me he dropped a name in my spirit and I was like oh, that's random like what is this anyway looked it up it said um god the meaning is god remembers um and I was just so encouraged because um in the bible all the scriptures I mean not maybe not all of them 80% or 90% um say and god remembered Sarah and she became pregnant and god remembered Hannah and she became pregnant um, and it was just such a confirmation, like, that he remembers me, you know, that it's not just everyone else falling pregnant and, you know, he's forgotten about me because he doesn't love me or, you know, it's just that, that feeling of God hears, he sees, he's with me. Um, anyway, so came back from the Lake District, very encouraged. Um, then, uh, some of my like very a couple of very close people to me uh told me that they were pregnant um which was very hard for me um and i yeah just i i sort of you know had period symptoms so i was just devastated i i had felt like uh, i felt like horses had trampled on my heart that's what i felt like um, and I was like, God, after all you've said now, you know, I'm, you know, again, it's another month, you know, another month of waiting, another month of hoping and this disappointment again. And I was just done with it. I was like at the end of myself, I was like, okay, God, I can't do this anymore. Um, you need to take this desire away from us. Like I, I just can't, um, anyway, Milani prayed for me on the Sunday so this was the like Friday, Saturday was really like different people telling me that they're pregnant. Sunday, Milani prayed for me um, at church. Um, 
Monday at intercession, uh, I remember Hercules said, like, yes, and we're praying for babies as well, and I knew it was for me. Um, and then on the Tuesday, um, one of our friends that's a pastor as well um, prayed for us. Um, and I specifically felt like after that, that it was a meeting um, like between Hannah and Eli, where Hannah goes to the, um, the temple to ask for a son. Sorry, and um, she says she's crying and Eli thinks that she's drunk, but then she says, no, she's not drunk, she's just sad. Um, and I, I mean, uh, struggling to fall pregnant, you relate to that so much, you know, just all, all that pain and all the tears. Um, and that, yeah, then Eli just said to her, um, okay, well, may your petition be granted. Just like that, and he kind of went on his way. Um, and it had been many years that she'd been praying. Um, and then, yeah, she fell pregnant after that. And I just felt like that meeting was one of those where someone just speaks the right thing at the right time, the prophetic word, calls the season, and, and, and not just our friend, but like everyone who had been praying and who was carrying in their prayers, us in their prayers. Like it's, I always think of the uh, metaphor of the saints of um, the Lord that there's like bowls of oil in front of God and those fill up with oil with the prayers of the saints and then they fall over, like tip over and you know, the, that is done then on earth. Um, and I guess to me, I felt like that was just the, the, that tipping point of like, it just tipped over like all the cumulative prayers. Um, yeah, so that was the, the Tuesday and my, by that time I was still having sort of period symptoms and then, but I read up on it and I said, well, I, they actually said, well, these can also be pregnancy symptoms. It's very confusing because pregnancy symptoms and period symptoms are basically very similar. So it is very hard because, you know, you might think you're pregnant and then you're not and vice versa. So um, I ended up doing a pregnancy test and I'm very happy to announce, we are happy to announce that I am pregnant. Um, and I just want to give glory to God for his faithfulness. It just feels like he was like... <sighs> I don't want to say rolling his eyes at me, but just kind of like, oh, Alicia, I told you I was going to remember. I'm faithful. You know, why are you, you know, bawling your eyes out about other people being pregnant? You know, like looking back now, it's silly, but um, it is hard in that time, you know, and I, I don't want to make light of it. But um, he is so faithful and he's so good and we just want to give him all the all the praise um, and just, yeah, we're excited I am um, 12 weeks about now, so we, um, baby's due in summer, early summer, beginning of summer next year. Um, and yeah, I just want to thank you all for your prayers and your support. And um, yeah, hope you are encouraged and excited about the news that, um, like we are.
Good morning. What a privilege to spend some time with you this morning, uh, this beautiful Sunday morning. And um, I want to trust this morning that God is going to speak to your heart, that he's going to give you clarity on um, where he's at. And, um, and I believe the church has a role to play in that. The church has a role to guide us through this time. And he's speaking through um, his people. And, um, and I want to just share a few things with you. I remember um, just about, I think, two months ago or a month and a half ago, I uh, received a word from God where I saw this um, glass of murky water and, and God was just saying, everything is not as it seems. And um, I, um, we prayed into it and I, I felt that God is just warning me that deception is um, all around us that we must just be vigilant and careful to uh, to not miss him in, at this time now um, i want to share out of ephesians 5 this morning because i believe that there's some um, nuggets of truth that god really wants to uh, release in our hearts some seeds that he's going to make germinate in us and uh, produce some much fruit um, i um, i remember driving then on the highway just after that and um as I was driving, uh, a lot of the times in my life when I was really trusting God for breakthroughs and answers, it's just strange. I see these um, either um, eagles or falcons just um, appear in my life in supernatural ways. I can't explain to you why, and, and you might think I'm very weird, but, um, you know, I remember... Once it came to sit on the roof, uh, an actual eagle came to come and sit on the roof of the place that I worked at. And um, it was exactly the time that I was God, asking God for amazing breakthroughs. The other time I was um, sitting in my backyard um, in South Africa. And uh, at that moment, I just heard this tremendous noise. Uh, against the back door and um, as I was turning around because it was a glass door I saw this vicious eagle <laughs> sitting um, on um, the, the the chair of one of our back garden chairs and um, and he actually you know was after a a pigeon that he uh, he followed and that pigeon went into the glass door and he uh, immediately was dead um, I was just so surprised because it was exactly the time that I was busy spending time with God and speaking to him. And this eagle was just watching me um, from a distance. And, and I was almost afraid, you know, just to see the eyes of this thing. And, um, and then the other time was, uh, you know, I remember here in the UK even um, as I was asking God for confirmation to come here uh, to the UK. I remember sitting in a coffee shop and the next moment on the outside of the, the coffee shop, this falcon came to sit on a rod of iron and um and i was i was just astonished in the mid city uh just next to uh, london bridge uh this falcon and then afterwards i saw that actually they used this falcon to uh, to catch the um the other birds and, and and even pests in um in the city um and um yeah, so I can go on many times, but um, just after God gave me this word, I was driving on the highway and the next moment a falcon came almost into my window and I got such a fright and it was exactly the time that I was trusting God for 
such precious uh, breakthroughs and um, answers in my life. Now, you might think I'm crazy, but this morning I can tell you God is speaking to his people. And I'm hearing testimonies all over of people testifying of God speaking to them. And some even of, of angels visiting people uh, at this time. I cannot tell you how many people even spoke about Michael, the archangel that, um, that they've um, seen on, on the earth um, at this time. Now, this, this seems very weird. But one thing that I know is something is happening in the spiritual realm. And we must be aware and uh, be in step with what God is busy doing. And uh, so I want to read Ephesians 5. Verse 1, therefore be imitators of God, be imitators of God, do whatever God does um, as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a sacrifice, serving his life, giving it to us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Now, the whole world is eagerly awaiting for the sons and daughters of God to reveal themselves and for God's manifestation to happen um, through us um, at this time. But we must enter into a partnership with God to, to be obedient. And one thing that I do hear from God over and over, and I want to encourage you this morning to do the same, is when God speaks these days, make sure to listen. Um, but not just to listen but to go to action, to actually be obedient to the things that he's saying to us. Now, this might be even crazy prophetic acts. I don't know. But one thing I do know is it's rewarding to be faithful and to be obedient to what God is saying. And, um, and we will see anointing and signs and wonders will even follow in the days to come. Because God is manifesting himself like he's not done um, in quite a long time. Ephesians 5 verse 3 to 5 then. But sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you. As is proper among saints. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place. But instead let there be thanksgiving. For you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure or who is covetous, that is an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. So this disqualifies those who are sexually um, impure, which doesn't understand the covenant of marital commitment and, um, and sex within that. Um, it, um, it disqualifies those who are sinning and not doing um, what is right in the eyes of God, which includes all of us. Um, and... Also idolatry, the fact that we put certain things above God and we make those um, our focus. And, uh, and I want to bring a, just a warning in the midst of even just seeing what's happening in the American um, election is that sometimes we replace things that, um, that should be God's agenda with our own idols. You know, like even traditions and, you know, our history and our, the things that we love. And that becomes so important that we forget that it's all about God's agenda. And we miss God's agenda in all of it. Um, because God says that we should be above reproach. The fact that we must live lives of a sweet fragrance to all around us. 
And so, again, I saw this picture of a swan and, and, and God said to me, you know what, even though a swan is beautiful on the outside, its flesh is actually black. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not all as it seems. And, um, and I want to say to you that under pressure, what is in the inside always is exposed for the world to see. And so, yes, in these times, God is exposing a lot of things that he's bringing to the light. And, um, and that is the amazing thing that um, our God is just and that he goes to war for those who are oppressed. But it's the way in which we engage in God's process to get there that will also bring reward to us. And so I want to ask Christians to pray in these days. To, uh, to be vigilant and to start to ask for the will of God rather than for our will and our agendas. Because again, we can just use our agendas to replace that of other people and not embrace the will of God. And, uh, and God is challenging us at this stage. You know, as Christians, what do we stand for? What do we represent? And, um, and how do we go to, um, to, to, to portray His truth in the times that we are living? So verse 6, Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not become partners with them. For at one time you were darkness. But now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. For the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern. And, and this is a beautiful part for me. He says, and try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. And so, so I want to say to you, we don't um, have all of the knowledge of God. And sometimes we even get prophecies from God and and it's in part. It's not the full revelation of God um, in our lives. But, but the word of God says, at least try to discern what is the pleasing will of God. And, um, and as Christians, we've got a responsibility that in the times that we are living to really at least try to discern what God is doing. All is not as it is. God has a plan and agenda that is much greater than ours. And he wants us to partner with it. But we must stay put, not lose the plot, not start well and end badly. But you know what? The battle belongs to the Lord. And, um, and you know, when it gets to, to, to pray his will into being, God gives us the opportunity to, uh, to partner with him. And it's very important that we are obedient and that we proclaim and claim his will uh, when he speaks to us. So that in the physical realm, it will come into order even to that which um, God does in the spiritual realm. But you know what? God can do anything without us. <laughs> um, but he chooses to partner with us and give us the opportunity to walk with him and journey with him. And thus, no one of us know the full revelation of God, but we are only journeying with him and finding out what is his will as we go along. So listen to this. It says um, in verse 11, Take no part in unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. 
for anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, and listen to this, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Wake up, you sleeping giant. And, um, and I see this picture in um, intercession the other night of a mighty lion just roaring over the people of God and, and waking them, saying, stand up, wake up. Because <laughs> there's so many of them that are asleep at this time. And, 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 and then I see these heaps of dead bodies lying around like it was only in the time of the Holocaust. You know, dead bodies on heaps and uh, and the sad reality of it is many of them are even christians that are casualties of the war that we are busy fighting and so i want to i want to just um, alarm you this morning this is not the time to sleep this is not the time to be caught off guard it's a time to be focused on what god wants to do in and through our lives so awake um, get excited about what God is doing and, and, and start to pray, start to ask God to reveal because he is speaking to people. He is speaking to us. He's speaking to me. And I want to know the will of God. I don't know the full will of God and I don't know all of the precise detail of it. But one thing that I do know is it's beautiful to walk this road with God and God pre-warned me to be obedient at certain times of my life. And so I want to say to all Christians all over the world, make sure to at this time, just be obedient in the little steps that God has given us because God is going to test us to be obedient in little things that he's releasing to us to show ourselves faithful so that he can entrust unto us more. And so I see in and among these um, you know, heaps of dead bodies, I see a beautiful picture of men and women standing with swords uh, that's coming out of the sheath. You know, and they are standing with their hand on the sword, ready, vigilant to go to war. And the beautiful picture of it is that they are not falling short or being caught off guard um, in this war. They're not part of the numbers of people lying on the hips that are casualties. They are the people that are ready and vigilant for what God wants to do. So I want to ask you this morning it's time to awake and start to pray and ask God to make you very sensitive to his spirit because beautiful things are going to happen in your life as you commit those to the Lord and so so Revelations 3 verse 15 to 16 says I know your works you are neither cold nor hot would that you would either be cold or hot so, because you are lukewarm and neither hot or cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. And I believe that many Christians think that they are actually all right. That they are in such a slumber that they think that um, things are all right with them and God. And so my appeal this morning is to become hot again. To step out and to spend time with God in his word and make it relevant to your life and start to ask him to, to reveal to you his secrets, his plans, his purposes. Because he's a God that is alive. He's not a God that is dead and, and full of religion. He's a God that wants to journey with us at this time. And, and even 
you know, show us the, the smallest of things that is relevant to our lives. And so Ephesians 6 verse 11 uh, to 13 says, Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the spiritual forces and evil in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand firm. <laughs> but the thing that I want to highlight is in verse 12. It says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. And that is the caution that I want to put in front of all of us today. Is we so easily in our passion in receiving words from God and revelation start to fight people in the physical and even name them and, you know, belittling them and speaking against them. Um, I don't even want to put on the TV these days because if you listen to the politicians, it's, you know, the most ugliest thing that's, that they are saying to one another. And it's vice versa from all sides and political parties. But it's just strange how people would... Um, you know, fight against one another rather than to understand that our battle is not against flesh and blood. But it's a spiritual war that is busy being fought that we must ask God to give us revelations on. Because your fight will not be won in these days if you are not sensitive to what God is doing in the spirit. And to go into your inner room and to go and fight those battles where it matters. Where you can get the victory. Where you can overcome. So I so wish that some politicians will just be quiet at this stage. Because the battle belongs to God. And they will only find um, victory. If they are willing to surrender to God's will. And I'm not saying that we should not you know, address things in standing for the truth. And um, and, and, and proclaiming what is right. But what I do say is, let's be cautious in the way that we are doing it. Because we have a responsibility to represent the King of all kings. And the battle belongs to Him. And in the Spirit, He can break any um, doom prophecy. He can break anything um, that comes against us. Because He loves us. But it's His battle. <laughs> And you and I just need to come under his wing and to trust him to lead us. This means more prayer and less say. Um, that we only act when he speaks and we do it through dignity. Through the fact that we know what we know in God and we stand for what is the truth, but in the right way. And so... Um, Jesus forgave them who even um, came against him and belittled him, that made fun of him, that, uh, you know, that killed him, that um, brought him to a very painful death. And he said to his father, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. And my question to you this morning is, why did they not know what they were doing? Surely they've been, you know, aware of the fact that they are killing somebody, that they are hitting nails through his body, 
that they are not standing for justice. <laughs> I'm telling you that um, the veils that is over the eyes of people sometimes is so great that we want to fight the fights with them and we want to fight um, it in the physical realm. But only the spiritual realm will, um, w in the spiritual realm, will they be able to be set free. And so choose your battles in the spiritual realm. Um, it's beautiful to read John. John chapter 9 verse 25 says, He answered, Whether he is a sinner I do not know. One thing I do know, that though I was blind, now I see. And so until God reveals to us and even to people around us the truth, our responsibility is to go to him, to fight our battles you know, in, um, in standing on His Word, to keep on trusting Him to fulfill His promises. Um, and uh, as um, uh, Ephesians uh, chapter 6 says, And in the evil day, having done all to stand firm, just stand, <laughs> and God will make you to be the victor. Not fight. <laughs> Not in the natural, do whatever is necessary to let the battle be won. No. Let us turn back to God and make sure to just stand firm. Stand for the truth. Stand for what God is um, doing in our lives. And stand on the faithful rock, Jesus Christ. And so, I want to read this last part of Ephesians 5, verse 15 to 21. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Previously, he said, try to discern what the will of the Lord is. Now it says, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So there's two steps for me in this. And there's so many prophetic words going out these days. And, and I want to say to you, before we proclaim and make big, you know, uh, proclamations. And, and I'm not saying that, you know, anything is happening. And I'm not <laughs> predicting anything here. But what I do say is, try to discern the, uh, the will of God. But then understand what the will is. Of the Lord is, which means that we must pursue an active commitment to ask God to reveal to us what His will is in the times that we are living. Um, so, even though we try to discern and make sure to to ask God to reveal to us what the truth is, we must get to an understanding and listening every day what He's saying to us. And do not, verse 18, get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everyone to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And this is beautiful, submitting to one another out of the reverence for Christ. So, 
my question to people the whole time is, what would Jesus do? In the times and seasons that we are living in, we so easily forget that if Christ would live on this earth today, what would be his response to even the political climate that we are living in, the um, socio-economic challenges that we are facing ourselves at this stage with the COVID-19 crisis? What is his response in the midst of our circumstances so that we can become godlike, that we can become like Christ in our doing? Um, God's agenda is much more than one political party. God's agenda is much more than one country and one um, policy. <laughs> you know, the times that we are living in, our answer is Jesus. And the reason why humankind is not living according to the plans and purposes of God and experiencing the havoc of chaos and uh, people going into the streets and killing and destroying things. Um, and even, you know, politicians, you know, communicating and, and doing things the way that they are doing is because God is not at the center of our universe. And our responsibility as the church, as the people of God, is to come back to him. Don't fall for the temptation to, at this time, fight against people. But start to have a clear discernment. Try at least, says the Bible, have, to have a clear discernment about what the will of God is. And then start to understand what God is doing through getting context in the situation that you are in. For each one of us, it's um, not just a challenging time, but a time of um, uh, uh, just awaking, <laughs> just um, getting ourselves ready to, to follow the King of Kings. We love Him. We love His ways, and we know that if we return back to His ways and we repent of our own ways, not other people's, and, um, you know, even labeling other people... <laughs> As the baddies, but to realize that each one of us are sinners and that we are in such a need of God to transform us. Let's do just introspection about what's happening in our own lives and the way that we respond to things at this time, because it's truly the time for the sons and daughters of God to awake and to become the imitators of God. Um, through the love of Jesus Christ that is coming into our lives. This morning, I want to just challenge you um, to stand firm, to stand um, in this time of trouble and to know that God is fighting on your behalf, that uh, His will will be done if you commit yourself to a process of understanding Him and His ways. And, um, and I want to encourage you before I pray to, uh, to if you need any prayer, if you feel that truly you are at a time of chaos in your own life and things are maybe even falling apart. Maybe you feel that you can't make sense of your circumstances and even about what's happening in the world right now. Then we want to pray with you. And I want to ask you to follow the link afterwards to the Zoom 
um, meeting that we will have afterwards where we pray for people. There's um, facilitators available after the service that will uh, gladly pray with you. If you can't um, commit to, to, to come now, please just send us an email um, or, or even a WhatsApp uh, afterwards so that we can uh, connect with you and pray for you. But the challenge for us at this time is to surrender to God, to follow Him. Let's pray. Father, we pray in Jesus' name for what's happening in nations today. Father God, we also know that everything is not as it seems, that you have a much bigger agenda that's being um, just unfolding and we don't always understand the circumstances and what's happening. But Father, one thing we do know is you are in control. And that uh, surrendering to you means that uh, we can actually just know that your will will be done. Father, we pray for, um, for the leaders of our countries. We pray that you will give them wisdom and that they will choose to follow you rather than their own agendas and amazing policies and amazing um, uh, skillfulness. But Father, that they will know that grace and mercy and blessings can only come from you. And Father, so we live thankful lives. Father, that is committed to you and, um, and that reminds us of our fragile state. That in us, we can do nothing good. But when you come and work within us, we can conquer and not be on the defense, but on the offense. Father, we pray for breakthroughs in our lives and we pray that you will come and lead us at a time such as this. Um, as the commander, um, the host, Father God, of the armies. And, uh, and we um, are in expectation for what you're going to do in these days. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you. Wake up, you sleeping giant, for your time has come. Let your eyes be opened, for the sky is the limit and your sight restored. Wake up, you sleeping giant, for your time has come. No reason to be called the little one, for your wisdom has exceeded, and others seek for your guidance. Wake up, you sleeping giant, for your time has come. You will break new ground among the nations, for your head is like flint, and no ground too hard for your master. Wake up, you sleeping giant, for your time has come. Break your shackles, there are no limits, for the new thing will be fresh in your understanding, and the old forgotten. Wake up, you sleeping giant, for your time has come. Call forth the ones set aside for his glory, for they will break forth the sons of the kingdom, and flow like a river in the desert. Wake up, you sleeping giant, for your time has come. You will be raised for greatness in the light of his glory to echo his story with revelations to the nations. Wake up, your sleeping giant.